Hello and welcome to the AFPT Comics Podcast, episode 156. My name is David Brick. I am your co-host. I'm here with Nathan Simmons, my other co-host, our other yeah. co-host, your yes. other co-host. And there is a third co-host. It's like the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> that's right. We're all the same person. Uh, I think I think that's what that is. <laughs> Speaking of Holy yes. Spirit, holy shit, so much comics news this yes, week. Yes, indeed. Yes, I indeed. I don't normally do the intro. Can you tell? <laughs> no, yeah, there was a, there have been slimmer weeks. Luckily, there's no, you know, uh, super negative news this week, but a lot of good news. No, there's some mostly really cool yeah, stuff. Totally. Yeah. Uh, not to mention, this show has really cool stuff. Cullen Bunn's going to join us later in the show. Talk yeah. about Shadow Man, maybe some Power Rangers vs. Godzilla. I don't know. Oh my gosh. Y'all know, y'all know I'm already <laughs> here for it. Shadow Man number five <laughs> just came out this week. So it's starting a new story arc. Yeah. It was on a bit of a hiatus. We'll be talking all about that. Uh, that's mm-hmm. at Valiant Comics, of course. But... Like every episode, we start with the news. The biggest news of the week, you know, in our opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, the biggest news for you might be uh, the monkey that became Monkey Queen in Japan. Yeah, you were just <laughs> telling me about that, and I was nodding politely. <laughs> yes, Yake, I think is their name. Anyway, look it up. So, sure. biggest news of the week, I think, is Marvel announcing not one, but two new Captain America books kicking off later mm-hmm. this year. But, but first, Captain America number zero is coming out in April, which is written by Tochi right. Onobuchi, Jackson Lansing, Colin Kelly with Arpa Matea de Lewis, and um, uh, one of the slickest covers I've ever seen by Mark Brooks. Can Mark Brooks do any wrong? Uh, no, I, I think we've, I think we, that's, that's actually an empirical fact. Uh, this cover rules. It's a wraparound yeah. cover cap and sporting cast and like the gnarliest modok mm. we've seen in a minute which you know you know i'm zeroing in on modok immediately i think he hasn't been moisturizing is what it is like his face is like yeah, yeah. caving in on itself <laughs> right this zero issue will basically kick off two other captain america books uh one mm-hmm. going by the name Captain America Symbol of Truth, which will feature Sam Wilson in the title role or the main role. And mm-hmm. then we'll have Captain America um Captain America Sentinel, Sentinel of Liberty. Of Liberty. Yes. Yeah. That one's drawn by Carmen Carnero, and the um Symbol of Truth is drawn by Tochi Onobuchi. So this is crazy. Have we had two Captain America books in a minute? I don't even remember. It's been a minute. I mean, and, and the fact that it yeah, the fact that it's got, you know, such such exciting creative teams and Pushing into this bold new direction is really cool. We don't know a ton about the plot right. just mm-hmm. yet, but uh, man, I, I I'm already excited. I love the shield that uh, Sam has. By yeah, the way, yeah, it's a little different. The the sort of the sort of reversed color scheme is really mm, dope. It is, yeah. So I guess the zero issue is about Cap and Sam having a conversation on a missile that was uh-huh. <laughs> sent to kill all life on Earth. You know, low yeah. stakes. <laughs> Symbol of Truth is a spy thriller, which you know I'm there for. And then Sentinel of Liberty is apparently mostly in like is mostly like a plain clothes Steve Rogers. Yeah, that's kind of fascinating to me. I wonder how they'll pull that off. Yeah. Um, we had uh, Jackson and, and um, Colin on the mm-hmm. show a couple of months ago to talk about uh, the, the Harbinger yeah. and and King the Conqueror. Yeah. yeah, they're crushing it. They've got Batman Neo, uh, Batman Beyond Neo Year coming out in right. April. Yeah, they're they're quickly becoming uh, the, the hive mind is quickly <laughs> like a, a very quick draw to a book for me. So this news also you know came out a little bit early because the mm-hmm. full Marvel Comics solicitations came out for April 2022. Mm-hmm. which featured Captain America number zero. It also featured details on everything. If you go to AFPTcomics.com, you can see all the cover art and everything. 
all the books. Amazing Spider-Man uh, number two also had a solicit that no one knew about until um, Thursday, which revealed, oh, yeah. Mary Jane and Peter Parker on the splits again. <laughs> uh, don't love that. I hope it's a big fake out. Could be. I mean, I don't know. I, I <laughs> just want those crazy kids to be happy. <laughs> um deadpool it, it it should be like reiterated how wild it is that we're getting an amazing spider-man relaunch i know though, i you know, know? Uh, that's that's pretty huge and uh i mean of course i think maybe the biggest news of the week that oh, no. uh we'll be getting rob oh, Liefeld's no. deadpool bad blood and separate <laughs> issues for some reason they're taking his uh, graphic novel which he co-wrote with chris sims and chad bowers and they're splitting uh, it into serialized format i i don't know i don't get it interesting you don't yeah. see that very often no you don't um, and then, you know, the other the other X books we covered recently, uh, Knights of X, uh, Legion of X and X-Men Red. There's a there's a whole lot of really cool Marvel stuff. coming. There really up. is. There's also Moon Knight, Black, White and Blood. I think you and I weren't we taking yeah. bets on who would be the next Black Bu- We were trying to figure it out. I don't remember who I said there was someone that I oh uh, Black Widow. Yes, I, is you what said I Black expected Widow, yeah. next. But uh Moon Knight is a, an inspired. I mean, there is a TV show. That's a dead giveaway that why they would do something like this. It totally. Yeah, of course it makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> a lot of people are losing their minds. Newsarama had the exclusive news earlier this week that mm-hmm. uh, Hickman, Jonathan Hickman and Chris Batchelor are mm-hmm. doing one of the uh, anthology stories in this. If you don't know, this is a series that's only black, white and red uh, short stories, usually action packed stories um, mm-hmm. with a with a focus on the art. The current uh, Electra series, uh, just one issue is out so far. It's fantastic. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, the Carnage one was really fun. It took a lot of weird swings right, throughout. Right. So uh, yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to seeing what they do with Moon Knight. There's lots of uh, goopy boys out there too with Carnage. Lots of Venom, Lethal boys. Protector. This Carnage number yeah. two, the variant cover by Kyle yeah, Hawks yeah, yeah. is insane. It's like <laughs> what? It's like a a pterodactyl man. No, it's it's man like bat, a, like a gargoyle. It's, it's, it's sort of it's man bat with carnage. Wild. <laughs> oh, also, yes, uh, we called it Punisher is taking over the hand. We're kind of getting his uh, his version of that that uh, Shadowlands sort of his. The his main cover that hasn't been revealed till this week shows the classic Punisher symbol on a plate of armor, and he's leaving it behind. It's filled with uh, ninja, stars. ninja stars. And I gotta imagine people who were mad before that Punisher was changing his logo, they may have some evidence to prove that they were right. I don't think right. they're right to be angry, though, just for the record. <laughs> no, I don't think it'll be. I, yeah. Um, we also have uh, Spider-Punk by Cody Ziegler and Justin Mason, I, which I'm so excited about. Yeah. Hobie Brown fucking rules. And uh, Cody's been crushing it on Amazing Spider-Man. So this this makes me really happy. Um, and Doctor Strange Nexus of Nightmares by Ralph Macchio and Ibrahim Mustafa. Like, Bring it back the Mach. That's what they call him in the offices, the Mach. Mach, the Macho Man. I just that up. If you don't know, he's been an editor at Marvel for like decades. Yeah, Macho Man, Ralphie Savage, (laughs) they call him. You know, Larry Hama is hit or miss for me, but Wolverine Patch could be really cool. Yeah, I mean, that, his, uh, Hama's Wolverine run holds a special place in my heart. Oh, sure. So the idea of him kind of dipping back into that that universe makes me really happy. I think the underdogs new series this year, though, is going to be Ghost Rider by Ben Percy and Corey Smith. I'm so excited for that book, man. I can't tell you. Ed Brisson did a good enough job, I think, but Mm -hmm. like, you know, he didn't get to take a big swing with something new that this feels like it might be still early too early to say though. You never know. We'll see. Also out this week, image comics released their full solicitations and Mm -hmm. boy, howdy, there was lots of new series announced, including a town called terror, which they're calling an ongoing series kicking off in April. Yeah. 
Um, I'm always surprised when they say a horror series is ongoing because so often horror is like very self-contained, you know? Yeah, they, they tend horror stories tend to work best when they like jump in there, strike you and then like like just peace <laughs> out, like really like jump scare in the gut. I mean, that's that's one of the things that I am really loving about Scott Snyder's Best Jacket Press books is that they're mm. they're really um, they're really building on these these mysteries and, and kind of teasing them out in ways that don't feel like they're artificially, uh, you know, prolonged. Right, um, so, right. So right. the uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what they can do with a with a longer horror series. And um, Steve Niles is just done horror for gosh forever since Steve I've Niles been rules writing writing for IFPT. So yeah. he knows what he's doing. Uh, Image is doing a an anthology series. Yeah, what is it called? Image. <laughs> Yeah, it's called Image with an exclamation point, which is always weird to write when you're writing for a website. Sure. You're like, oh, wait, there should be a should there be a period after this? If it's Panic the at the disco, the uh, <laughs> yeah, I love the cover is Radiant Black reading uh, Youngblood. And it's one of those flip books yeah. that I that I talked so much about last week. <laughs> so this is going to be a 12 issue maxi series. That's basically a celebration of Image's mm-hmm. 30th anniversary this year. Yes, that's right. Image is 30 years old. You are old, too. <laughs> but there will be a 12-part story by Jeff Johns and Andrea Moody in there, and there'll also mm-hmm. be multiple three-part stories as well as one-part stories. There's a just a killer list of talent on this. Kyle Higgins, of course, is doing a story, but we've got Robert Kirkman listed, Corey Walker, Ed Brubaker, mm-hmm. Sean Phillips, Tim Seeley, Brian Lee O'Malley. I'm surprised mm-hmm. by that one. Gabriel Brendan Fletcher Baugh, and Kyle Higgins. Matt Fraction, Kelly Sue DeConnick, the power couple of the comics world. Hell yeah. <laughs> James Tynan, Kieran Gillen. Declan Shalvey, Babs Tar, like yeah, well, I'm 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 there, man. Uh, uh, speaking of killer, uh, the secret oh. history of the war on weed by Jerry Dugan <laughs> and Brian Posehn looks insane. It does, it does. It's a one shot. It's an '80s uh, action movie take on the war on drugs in the '80s. Uh, you oh, said, yeah. And the tagline is, "If it weeds, we can kill it." Which, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, I'm a simple man. I love puns. <laughs> Uh, Bloodstained Teeth was also announced this week. Yeah. Uh, there's a preview on aptcomics.com if you want to see it. This one's written by Christian Ward, who's typically doing all the art, um, and it's drawn by Patrick Reynolds. That's right. It's out April 27th. But yeah, the, that, the that looks plot really is so good. neat. Uh, vampires don't just crave blood, they mm-hmm. crave money. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I think it's about. Um, how like they control you know capitalism and they're behind all the terrible corporate elements yeah of, of the, it's world. described as a as a as a crime saga like the sopranos mm. 100 bullets meets vampires uh, the art is wicked it's crazy it's rad yeah yeah it's really like realistic and so excited um if you check out the image comments solicitations they're also like some cool little tidbits about saga although saga has no solicit text <laughs> they don't need to put text no it, but it is there is a it cover itself for sure it, it's like a rock band uh i don't know what's going on honestly the series is starting next week though if you if you didn't well we'll talk about it that later and then we also have uh declan shalvey's old dog uh, yes which is uh which is coming out in june which is kind of described as uh, uh brubaker and phillips sleeper meets the americans meets jason bourne <laughs> I mean, that sounds terrible. Like, uh, no, it sounds that? like everything I enjoy in, in media. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Don't even joke about this. Yeah, no, I'm I'm this looks so rad. Um, Declan's good friends with Stephen Mooney, who's also doing a Rocketeer book coming out later uh, this year. 
Yeah, I cannot wait for that too. That that just got announced, I think, last night, right? Yeah, yeah. Newsarama had the had the story on that. Stay tuned. He'll definitely be on the APT Comics podcast later this year. Talk about yeah. that. They're celebrating how many years is it the Rocketeer's been around? Uh, I believe it's the 40th anniversary. 40th anniversary. Man. It's time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> That's right. And when you have a jetpack. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. <laughs> also, someone else who's having fun, James Tynan. Yeah. Uh, there's a new Sandman Universe comic series. It's co- it's called an ongoing series. It's Nightmare mm-hmm. Country. And uh, Tynan said on his Substack, he sent out an email saying this is his mm-hmm. only licensed project for at least this year, if not next year, too. Wow. Stars uh, the Corinthian as the main character trying to track down a rogue nightmare. Do you suppose Mr. Agony and Mr. Ecstasy, these new characters, do they sing that song Ivory and <laughs> Ebony, but with Ecstasy and Agony? Hope so. That sounds that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds like something that'll happen. That was a question <laughs> that had a correct answer. <laughs> what I love is also uh, the the there's a the one of the hooks for the series is that each issue will have a extended nightmare sequence mm. drawn by a different artist mm-hmm. every every month. Hell yeah, that sounds that's awesome. Right. That's so cool. Yeah, I think this is. God, tell me if I'm wrong. I think this is the only Sandman comic right now. That well, it's planned right now because they. I believe so. And the dreaming that's done and waking hours ended as well. Books of Magic ended, uh, Hellblazer, R.I.P., <laughs> about a year ago. If you needed evidence that James Tynan is one of the biggest writers in comics right now, this is he it. resurrected Sandman? <laughs> well, that and, like, there's a Sandman show coming Sandman. out. Like, DC is know, republishing yeah. all the trades. Like, there is a lot of money to be made with this series, and they're giving it to him. Yeah, for sure. Um, but they're also taking away. DC Comics is killing <laughs> off the Justice League. <laughs> Yep. What? <laughs> Josh Williamson and Rafa Sandoval, both awesome writer and artist, are uh, mm-hmm. are telling uh, the death of your favorite superheroes in Justice League number 75 later this year. The 30th anniversary of the death of Superman, yeah. which, uh, you know, uh, they're lining it up with a number 75 as well. That's kismet, but also bad news for the Justice League. So Josh says in the, in the press release thing that was sent, that yeah. this is kicking off an event. And that confused me because I thought Flashpoint Beyond, which starts in April, is also an sure. event. So is there two events? Are they kind of co you know crossing over with each other? I don't know. Well I think I think they have to say that Flashpoint is an event. <laughs> it's not like a real event. This one's the real event. I don't know. I I, I mean well I mean maybe they're doing this one because they're like this one will come out on time. Mm. Uh Oh, I, I don't know. I, that's it's just funny. me being mean. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the team of Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, uh, John Stewart, Zatanna, Black Canary, Martian Manhunter, Green Arrow, Hawk Girl, and, uh, or Hawk Woman, rather, and uh, uh, Aquaman will be heading out into space and only one of them is coming home. Hmm. It's probably not. Wait, if it's if it's not Batman, that's wild. Well, the I mean, the the solicitation artwork has Batman's coffin on the cover. This is true. This is true. Uh, but that guy's been dead. So I mean, times. he doesn't sell books, so I'd say just kill him off now, especially right before a movie. Yeah, <laughs> I think there. Yeah, exactly. I think now that there's only 12 Batman books. <laughs> It'd be funny if they killed off in canon in universe Batman and then just had like but still had like 12 DC Black Label Batman books coming out. Right. <laughs> uh DC's got a lot going on this in this in this week's news. Um mm-hmm. The Flash, the fastest man alive, uh three issue series was also announced. 
Yep. And you're like, wait, what's that? A new Flash book? No, no. It's a lead in to the Flash movie. Yeah. I don't remember. When was the last time we had one of these? That, that, this is something from our childhood, isn't it? Well, I mean, we kind of had that with um, the 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 Walmart DC treasuries. They did a bunch of they did a bunch of tie-ins to the CW books. Oh, they did. We've had a couple of we've had a couple of series for the CW oh. shows. Um, but yeah, I think this is. I don't think they did a prelude to the Justice League movie, if I'm not mistaken. No, I don't so, think like, so. This is a this is really cool. We get uh, we get more Batfleck. <laughs> I sure uh, hope he looks just like him in the comic. Dude, I I I'm. I think I've said I'm 90% sure I've said this on the show at least twice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm I go. I, I fuck with that flick. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> so um, he's a meaty I'm boy fine with he's a big guy. Yeah. He, yeah he, there's a, uh, the podcast action boys. Uh, every, every time he comes up, they go off on a tangent about how he actually only drinks muscle milk. Like he doesn't even eat food. That's it's funny. Just... <laughs> well, remember that scene where he's like doing the ropes or chains or whatever, and everyone lost their yeah, minds. Man. Yeah, that yeah. was a big that was a well, big he, moment for a lot he of was, us. I, I well because I was a uh, I was really into Arrow at the time, and I was uh-huh. like, well, that's just Oliver Queen's usual workout. Uh- He's just hitting a tire with a sledgehammer. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> this tire's like Superman's face, <laughs> Martha. Uh, this one's uh, written by Kenny Porter with art by Ricardo Lopez Ortiz. Mm-hmm. How much you want to bet Michael Keaton will be in the third issue of this, the final issue of this, to somehow? But actually, Michael Keaton. Yes, no, it'll open it. It'll be like Hogwarts with those little cards with the people that <laughs> he shows up and he's just like, "Hey, I was in Birdman." Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I, I hope so. I'm, I'm excited. I mean, the Michael Keaton Batman is supposed to be sort of like the guiding force for the DCEU going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in the he's in the Batgirl movie, which right. And we, by the way, we know he's in Flash we got, too. We finally got to see the the Batgirl mm. costume, and yeah. it rules. It does. I mean, it's it's so great. It looks it makes me so. It happy. looks. What I think I love about it is it looks like a comic book, but it also looks functional. Yes. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's clearly it's the Babs Tar suit. It's the you know the Burnside right. suit. Right. Um, but with, yeah, a little bit more of like a slightly more tactical feel, but 100 percent like it's so funny because I saw, I mean, not funny. It's annoying. I saw people complaining about it oh, or people sure. com- like saying it was like a ripping off the 60s series. And I was like, no, this is like a synthesis of every Batgirl costume I love. Right, right. <laughs> it's so great. It was, so, it was such uh, an I'm iconic a... co- uh, costume, too, because it was like sure. not sexualized like so many costumes were. At the no, time. it was meant to be functional. It was meant to be like you know sort of boho fashionista like i you know she was starting over she mm-hmm. was on a budget she went to the thrift shop and put together a superhero costume <laughs> and i think that that's like i don't know that that book that was one of the like that series was one of the big that run really got me back into comics nice. in a huge way wow. and so i i, I like personal. that whole yeah that whole era of of bat books that the the tangential batman books that and uh, Black Canary and Gotham Academy, those were huge for me. Mm. So to see that world kind of uh, making its way to the screen mm-hmm. in, uh, in a fashion makes me really happy. Speaking of worlds making it onto the screen, onto the page. Oh, yeah, sure. DC Comics and CW teaming up for Earth Prime. Wait, Dave, yeah, man. What? what is this? So this is in canon for the CW, not for the DC mm-hmm. Comics uh, characters. So no worries there if you're not into the CW. But if you're into the CW, holy crap. These, this is a six-issue uh, crossover event with the first issue mm-hmm. focused on Batwoman, second which issue uh, focused on Superman and Lois. And yeah. they shut off some art, and the likenesses of the actors are even kind of depicted in, the, in these covers. 
Yeah, this is fun. I, I you know, I always like these kind of you know, ancillary stories where they can do stuff that they can't do on the screen. Right. Uh, you know, the, the, like those aforementioned arrow books had him going up against like whole armies and stuff that they just couldn't put on, you know, a TV, a TV budget. Right. Uh, the Smallville comics from like 10 years ago were completely insane. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, this looks like a lot of fun. So I guess they'll have one for legends of tomorrow and Stargirl and the flash. Mm-hmm. And they're going to do like a big crossover in the final uh, sixth issue, which is great because of with uh, with you know the the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover. I was really huge into the CW shows for a oh, while. Oh, really? I never got into them. Uh, I, I, I've fallen off in the last couple of years, but the uh, uh, the the crisis ended with them assembling the Justice League, and then essentially COVID protocols have kept any of them from doing oh. crossovers, and so. Like Flash has kind of had a, a a scaled back crossover this year with him kind of just jumping over to other people's shows mm-hmm. uh, instead of doing like getting everyone in a room together, um, which is, you know, very smart, very safe. Uh, yeah. It's how you tell stories when the world is uh, scary. And, um, you know, so this this gives them an opportunity to have that Justice League without all of the uh, the upsetting real world baggage of trying to make this work. Wouldn't that be amazing if like every TV show had their big finale end up in a comic? Cause it's, it's like a free budget to do whatever you want. Yeah. Succession. Number one. <laughs> I didn't even think of that's funny. <laughs> oh man. Wow. The, the lettering really like is really incredible. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck off. Fuck you. <laughs> Uh, I can feel it. It's it's visceral. Man, the letter is going to have a hard time, blo- uh, you know, covering all that up. Yeah, you really got you really got to get the Brian Cox of it all across on the page. <laughs> it would just be him in every panel saying "fuck off, fuck you, fuck off." <laughs> oh man. So yeah, crossovers are cool, but also what's yeah, cool, yeah. the Glad um, Awards have uh, announced their nominees for Best yeah. Outstanding Comic Series. Uh, including Aquaman the Becoming, Barba Alien, Red Planet, Crush and Lobo, The Dreaming Waking Hours, Guardians of the Galaxy, Harley Quinn, The Animated Series, Killer Queen, Star Wars, Dr. Aphra, Superman, Son of Kal-El, and Wind under Outstanding Comic Book. Yeah, great, great nominees, great books. Uh, I've absolutely loved uh, uh, the uh, Harley Quinn Eat, Bang, Kill tour. Yeah. Um, I also got to throw out there uh, Doom Patrol nominated for Outstanding uh, Drama Series, which I, you know, one of my, maybe my favorite TV show. <laughs> so For sure, yeah. Uh, that made me really happy. Oh, there's like info info about the um, Superman Batman book by Mark Wade there that came out mm-hmm. on Friday uh, about them meeting, the Doom Patrol meeting them or something. Yes. Yeah. That looks pretty cool. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. Some of that da- the 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 cover for number two came out. Yeah, and, uh, I just uh, didn't realize how much I needed to see Dan Mora drawing Robot Man until now. <laughs> he is quite good. Um, moving on to our last bit of news, mm-hmm. which wasn't quite a shock because there's been rumblings about this for a couple of weeks now. Sure, IDW is officially losing the GI Joe and Transformers licenses. THR had the exclusive news today, or sorry, Friday yeah. when this was recorded. The bummer. Yeah, so IDW will continue to print uh, GI Joe and Transformer comics through 2022, uh, mm-hmm. but they lose it sometime in um, 2023. 
So I was uh, I was really into the the Transformers books for a while, and that that's another one that I kind of fell off of because they kept getting really bogged down in crossover events. Right. Um, it was sort of the same thing. I I was huge into the the ROM series when ROM was relaunched oh, by yeah. IDW, mm-hmm. and uh, every other issue was just like uh, you had to have read you know another issue of GI Joe to understand what was happening in ROM, and I was just oh, like uh, I don't I don't really care about gi joe right now so i I, this is why i'm uh yeah um they're keeping the licenses to my little pony and dungeons and dragons but yeah it's it's kind of uh kind of a bummer so you know the the rumblings are that skybound aka image comics Mm -hmm. will be taking over these licenses but skybound hasn't confirmed or denied anything yet so likely the deal hasn't been made yet but uh-huh. it would make sense to go to Image. They're they're a bigger publisher mm-hmm. for sure. Does Image have that many licensed properties? They're not really known for that. No, it's not really like the main. Yeah, but main Skybound is. Uh, you know what the thing is? Skybound is more like mm. animation, movies, other stuff, toys. Yeah, that makes sense. So like for licensing, yeah, it's reasons. just it's a bummer because I I'm hearing really good things about the Beast Wars series. Um, I'm actually quite looking forward to the Saturday morning adventures miniseries that's coming out in the spring. It's a, the uh, anniversary of the eighties cartoon. So they're doing like a parody series of it. Nice. Yeah. But uh, yeah, well, we'll keep an eye out and see where those, uh, where those Joes and those robos end up. (laughs) We need to workshop that. Um, (laughs) Robert Reed. uh, He really loves that beast uh, beast. What is it? Beast Wars? Beast Wars. Yeah, he really yeah, likes that. Yeah, I've been reading the reviews. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, we will keep you posted. I'm more than 100% chance G.I. Joe and Transformers will end up at some comics publisher. Just hopefully not Marvel. Oh, yeah. Because I don't want Marvel to have everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would be it would be kind of a exciting thing to see G.I. Joe back at Marvel. Um, Do you want to I mean, see G.I. Joe fight Conan? Well. Yes. <laughs> I want, David, let's be clear here. You've known me for a few years now. I want to see everyone fight Conan. Oh, God. Optimus Prime and Darth Vader team up in a new crossover event. I like it. 45. I like it. 45 issue crossover event this summer. In our next Cybertron segment. Cybertron Force. <laughs> I mean, Optimus Prime with a, with a lightsaber just makes so much sense. Yeah. Okay. Optimistic Prime. Oh, hey. Is that anything? They could just install him right in the in the Disney parks. Uh, mm-hmm. He could stand next to a bantha and just it, it would just look natural. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in our next segment, our top two books of the week. We're gonna talk about our top two favorite comics out this week. Nathan, what is yeah. your second favorite book of the week? Man, I really enjoyed Ben Riley Spider Man number one by J M Dematis and David Baldion. I this uh, this takes us back back all the way to the nineties uh, when the Clone Saga was still fresh in our minds. Mm. Uh, Peter Parker and Mary Jane have left New York City and Ben Riley is Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it reminded me why I liked, you know, why I liked Spider-Man in the 90s. Oh, okay. I know that it's it's a very easy thing to kind of clown on mm. uh, just because, you know, we, we, we're all kind of accept at this point that the Clone Saga in retrospect was a mess yeah. uh, to the point where Marvel has like redone it since then <laughs> to like sure. try to make it make sense. Um you know, they were doing stuff like Maximum Carnage, which is a fun idea that goes over, you know, 14 issues. They were doing stuff like, you know, Peter Parker wrapping himself in a cocoon and calling himself the spider because he was trying to not be a person anymore. Um, 
but damn it, there were some fun action books at the time. Mm, yeah. Um, and and like this book really like gets into Ben Riley's psychology in an interesting way. One of the things I've loved about the Beyond era is that it's really getting into the imposter syndrome and the humanity in uh, in Ben Riley and explaining what it would do to somebody to have all the memories of someone that you know you aren't. Right. Right. And and at this point in his history, he believes that he is the real Peter Parker who's been living a lie. So it's like all kinds of self-doubt and uh, mistrust all wrapped up while he's also fighting for his life against Carrion. And there's all these fun, you know, um, it was just really great to see the status quo from the 90s books kind of making a, uh, a reappearance. All these cameos from supervillains from the, the time period huge emphasis on Ravencroft Asylum because they were really trying to push, you know, Spider-Man has an Arkham. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, man, this this book just like made me smile a lot. Like, but it wasn't just a nostalgia trip. Like, I think I think they've done a really great job of getting into Ben Riley's head. Yeah, I've always liked how Ben has a bit of a temper for, uh, you know, in for good reason. Sure. The dude's yeah, life was a, like... He's got the hugest chip on his shoulder. Right. And, uh, and, and you see that in this issue too, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I, and there's a there's a there's a really great moment where a character just says like, "Look, I'm friends with Spider-Man. I know what your whole deal is. If you need someone to talk to, and you do, <laughs> like, just let me know." <laughs> right. That's some good advice for everyone can take too. Sure. We should all talk to Ashley Kafka at <laughs> Ravencroft Asylum. <laughs> Not to mention, she's an important character right now, as she's going to turn yeah. into the Queen Goblin soon. Mm-hmm. Which. Uh, I don't think any. I don't think Marvel still hasn't uh, revealed that officially yet. But uh, right, it sure seems like that from the concept <laughs> art, though. Sure does. Um, my second favorite book of the week was Bolero Number One by Wyatt Kennedy and Luana Vecchio. Uh, mm-hmm. This one took me completely by surprise. Luckily, I had not read a single thing about it because there were a couple reviews out glowing about mm-hmm. it and totally giving away the big hook at the end. So I will not tell you the hook. Oh. That's right. Okay. But I will tell you, uh, the character writing is phenomenal. If these, it's a, it's about a, a young girl who's um, who meets another young girl and they fall in love, and mm-hmm. that falls apart. Um, and there are just subtle little things we see in our main character's personality that show like she mm-hmm. may not be paying as much attention to her as she should, or she's too into herself, or maybe she's a little too cutting, and it just feels super real. And as the story goes forward, we find out that she has like a drinking problem and she's got a complicated life. Yeah. And there's this big wow. sci-fi hook. And basically she's going to be able to live different, uh, different, um, there's a multiverse story here and she'll be able to kind of experience uh, different okay. types of lives. She is living in other multiverses. And, there you go. So, so they did the work to make this character like really realistic, believable, and mm-hmm. relatable, and then they dumped this fantasy on on you, and which immediately like gets that's brilliant. It gets your own imagination going. Like, oh my god, what if I did something different, and now I'm like a lawyer or something, you know? Right. So it's got me very excited. Or how how are we gonna see how this already well defined character uh, played out in another setting? Right. And on top of that, she's still the kind of broken, uh, mm-hmm. emotionally on, um, not unstable, but you know, she's, Dunted. she's in a bad place Yeah, and she's taking that brain and going to another body. I totally mm-hmm. gave away the entire plot and I said, I wouldn't, <laughs> there's actually a little more to it, but, uh, okay. And so, so now she's like, 
so now she's in this whole other life, but she's still herself. Mm -hmm. So like, how's that going to play out? So that's kind of an interesting concept. For sure. That's from Image Comics. Um, but that's not important. What's important is what our is number important. one picks are. Sure. <laughs> the whole show there is just, only two but the next thing ones. is better. But the next thing is better. What is your, sure. what is your favorite book of the week? I read uh, 10 Lives of Wolverine number one by Benjamin Percy and Joshua Kassara this week. And I was already looking forward to this. What I didn't expect was how bonkers it was going to be. Mm. And I, I really like, I mean, they've kept a lot of the, uh, plot details under wraps for a while. I don't want to spoil uh, too much of it, but I will say that it is a time travel story uh, mixing elements of Days of Future Past and Terminator and uh, follows Wolverine trying to uh, prevent the assassination of Charles Xavier in several different time periods. And it's fucking wild. Um, it's super action packed, kind of bloody and gross in in uh, unexpected ways. And uh, if you are a fan of X-Men history, there are you, you don't have to be like super read up on the book to be able to follow it. There's also plenty of helpful text pages because this is a modern X-Men book as well. Um, but, uh, there are some really fun and, and telling nods to different characters that, uh, that I didn't expect to see show up here. Um, so yeah, I, and, and it has a, a, just a really cool hook, really great setup for the next issue. And, uh, yeah, man, this, this book really surprised me. Yeah. It, I was really shocked by how it doesn't overly explain what's going on. It just dumps no, you into the action right into it. And it's, and it also, it's interesting because we're, we've got this character going through history uh, because he has lived long enough to be equipped for this mission. And, you know, the thing about Wolverine is he's got he knows a lot about his past now, but he doesn't know everything. Mm. There's still blind spots. Mm -hmm. And I, I think as we go along, those will be explored in ways that maybe don't because the thing is you don't ever want to tell people too much, right? Sure. Like that kind of ruins the mystique uh, of Wolverine. Mm -hmm. But I think that what I think Percy's found a really great idea here where we can explore the fact that he doesn't know why he's in certain places because he can't remember them. Right. Right. So I, I, I love that idea where we can explore his past without illuminating it at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the way he tethers Gene to him is interesting too. Yes. Oh man. Well, Gene acts. Gene is the uh, is the uh, owl to his uh, Sam Beckett. Like this is a real it's a real quantum leap scenario. <laughs> she has to she has to pull him back or and then push yes. him back out. She's like Logan. Ziggy says that you gotta kill Omega Red. <laughs> <laughs> we still don't know how Omega Red is jumping in in time as well. Right. Uh, it seems to have something possibly to do with the with Forge or yeah. a, a uh, some kind of. Something's gone wrong with the resurrection protocols, and uh, it is it, man. This book has taken some weird swings, and I'm really here. I'm here for. I it. also love that Ben somehow still uh, put a dig in on Beast because yeah. in that data page, Forge is like, "Dude, this is screwed up," and Beast is like, yeah. "Do it, bitch." <laughs> yeah, I I said what I said. <laughs> exactly. See the same thing. You just translated what I said. <laughs> uh, my favorite book of the week came from DC Comics, Nightwing number eighty-eight mm -hmm. by Tom Taylor and Bruno Rodondo. Um, yeah. They had they just did an incredible uh, issue where it was one continuous image, 
-hmm. And this this issue picks up where we left off, where Dick Grayson Nightwing is uh, more comfortable in the Nightwing costume than he is without it in his Dick Grayson street clothes because mm-hmm. there are many hits on his head uh, as he let it be known that he's starting this charity and he's got a, Alfred's billions of dollars to give away. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the whole issue is sort of revolves around him having a press conference down by these docks where he's going to start building some housing for homeless people. Mm-hmm. And uh, this guy named Blockbuster wants him dead. So, I think what really what's interesting is, and I said this in my review, I reviewed it for aptcomics.com. Mm-hmm. The plot is thin. It's not. It's not like the most robust plot. It's actually just mm-hmm. like a sequence attack last twenty minutes. It's the art. Redondo is bringing yeah. in so many incredible ideas. I mean, there's even like a cutaway to like anime versions of Nightwing and Flash reacting <laughs> with silly eyes, and you're just like, love it. This is just wild. This is in a you know American superhero comic. Yeah. Uh, and it never comes up again. So, like, there's these crazy ideas everywhere. Well, and the fight choreo in this series yeah. is unmatched. It really like, is. I, that's, that, that's one of the things that's really gotten me is, like, even when Nightwing is mostly a fight book uh, for an issue, it's one of my favorite things to look at all week. <laughs> there's so many cool, like, reaction and emotional shots, too. Like, the yeah. acting. Like, Flash straight up has the biggest grin on his face, even though he, like, <laughs> catches Dick out of the air before he splats on the ground. Like, yeah, he does. <laughs> so many cool moments. So many cool uses of layout, too. Um, and Awesome. I just, I don't know. It just tantalizes me to turn the page. And that's just not something you can say with every comic. For sure. It's a great choice. Thanks! You also picked a great choice. Thanks. Could it just like 20 minutes of the show is just us praising each other? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. On to our next segment. Standout. Kapow. Moment of the week. Meow, 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 yeah. meow. This is our favorite moment of the week. Panel page. What have you? Uh, I'll tell you what I have. You know, what's funny is both of ours came from our favorite comics. That's Coincidence? Right. I think not. Um, so I, if scrub ahead for a few seconds, if you don't want me to spoil, like maybe the most insane visual, yeah, yeah, um, uh, the uh, the first issue of uh, Ten Lives of Wolverine, but the uh, uh, so Wolverine is present at the birth of Charles Xavier and <laughs> saves him from being uh, killed by Omega Red, who is hopping into other people's bodies, and Logan picks up baby Charles from next to his mother and pops one of his claws and cuts Charles's umbilical cord (laughs) in a very just kind of tender moment and just kind of tells him, I got you, Chuck. Like, it's the best. That's so funny. It's almost like a fatherly thing to do, isn't it? mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, there's this, it's a really great visual of, of Logan in silhouette picking up Charles and uh, Mm. the, the only, like the blood seeping down his hand because this is still Logan in his bone claw era. Yeah. So he's, it hurts him every single time he has to extend them. Um, but it's still just this, I don't know, this really interesting moment of like the guy that kind of made him who he is and he's making sure he comes into the world correctly. <laughs> it's just, it, it, it adds like a, another layer to their bond, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It is it is one of those things where I was just like, you know, like when this was pitched in the room, <laughs> like, it was just like, fuck yes. <laughs> right, like, right. Absolutely Wolverine cuts Charles Xavier's umbilical cord. That's funny. Do you, okay, I'm not going to go there. I was going to talk about circumcision, okay. but... No, <laughs> there's no time. He's got to he's got to shoot true. up to the 70s next or whatever. Yeah, I think Xavier's 10 or something when he's... Yeah. They mentioned that. 
Uh, my favorite role of the week came from Nightwing number 88. Um, it's it's a, it's a quieter moment. I think it might be actually the last page of the book. No, second to last page. Um, mm. There's a moment where some masked man is uh, very mad that this guy's trying to assassinate mm-hmm. Nightwing. He's not a good guy. He grabs him by the neck and he, he slams him into the wall and the gutter of the page is the wall. Yes. And it's it Cracking. cracks through the gutter. If you don't know what gutter is, it's like the white space in between the panels. Sure. And it's like going into the gutter. Like, it's such a cool little thing. And it's like, what? Why? Am I? This is crazy. It's like making it's the book pretty insane. interactive. It's something you might think you find in like Deadpool with like, you know, breaking the fourth wall, literally. Um, <laughs> sure. But this book isn't breaking the fourth wall in general. So it's just like, oh, no, it's really it's cool. just showing you that this was the hardest this guy's ever been hit in the head <laughs> almost got knocked into our universe <laughs> that's right so good that's a great that that's a great moment there's so yeah. many little things like that in the book where i just was marveling mm-hmm. it's so inventive in our next segment top books for next week we're gonna talk about our most anticipated book out next week nathan what you got i'm really looking forward to x deaths of wolverine number one by ben percy and federico vincentini vice yeah this yeah that's you right. said it right okay um, yeah, the, 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 the ending of 10 lives just really got me excited for a <laughs> gritty, possibly a gritty war book. Mm. I mean, again, we're not really sure how much that's going to pay play into the next issue, but, uh, this story is just, uh, it's fascinating and I'm, I'm fully on board to see where it goes next. And the fact that I have, I have literally no idea is so exciting. I know, right. With solicits and previews it's uh, i mean there is a preview for this issue on aapt i haven't actually looked at it because mm-hmm. i don't want to spoil it too much um but yeah in this day and age it's so hard to not be spoiled and this book feels like exciting like Definitely. you don't know what will happen next absolutely speaking of not knowing what will happen next saga number 55 is my most anticipated book yeah uh, next week in part uh because i haven't read saga in three years sure yeah <laughs> since it stopped being published so i probably need to go back this weekend and, and reread a bunch of it um brian k vaughn and fiona staples are back um maybe no spoilers here but some some terrible negative things happened in the last issue and we're gonna find out what's what's going on with the family and uh the, kick off yeah, the second part of this two-part journey that's specifically why I have waited until now to catch up on Saga because I was just like I heard about it being upsetting. Mm. I don't know any of the any of the you know details. Yeah, but uh, yeah, this this week I'm planning on finishing my 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 read through of the first fifty five issues and uh, d- jumping into what's next mm-hmm. for fifty four issues rather. Yeah, in our next segment, judging by the cover, Junior. Oh my God, what's our favorite cover? Art? Oh my God. Oh my god. <laughs> my favorite cover art for next week is uh Batman Catwoman special number one. Uh there's a variant by Lee Weeks uh depicting uh Selena Kyle in a uh, apparently having just finished a heist in a jewelry store or a museum of some it looks like a museum. Uh SWAT team, in a museum. <laughs> SWAT team is filing in below her and she's Ooh, I looked sort at this of one. wedged herself between two uh two parts in the ceiling and she's just kind of smiling down, you know, uh, very relaxed because she knows she's not going to get caught. Why are there and, spotlights uh, on the walls? Great. Why? I, I couldn't figure <laughs> that out either, but man, if it doesn't make for a great visual, it is really cool. Yep. Yep. Lee weeks is the man. Absolutely. Uh, also the man. 
I'm just gonna do that. I'm gonna do that in regular life. The man now, dog. Yes, you're the man now, dog. Um, my favorite cover art of the week is X Deaths of Wolverine Number One by Adam Kubert. The main yes. cover. Love this cover. It's wild, man. So he's got the whole techy tech thing going on. Like, um, mm-hmm. what's his name? Doug there. Um. Oh yeah, sort of like uh, Warlock. Yeah, or Warlock. Doug Locke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, the effects is really cool on his body, and his claws are like practically turning into the Matrix. If you mm-hmm. if there's there's been some cover art that kind of suggests he might be in some sort of techno world. Maybe that's the yes. uh, his, yeah. his soul transferring into the past. Well, it, and this tells you, like, man, they know what they're doing with the solicit text here because it's literally just can't miss reading, chock full of revelations. <laughs> and I'm like, that doesn't tell me anything, and I can't wait. <laughs> it's working on you. <laughs> I love it. I love it That's so funny. much. His slashing of his claws is really cool too. So great. Making of X, yeah, it's of a great cover. Well, in of our course. next segment, Colin Bunn's going to join us to talk about Shadowman and more. Enjoy. Colin, Shadowman number five came out this week. Uh, thank you so much for being on the APT Comics podcast. Well, thanks for thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to talk about the book. So it seems fitting you were here to talk about Shadowman. I think before. The first issue came out, and now you're here to talk just after the second arc kicks off with issue five. And now that we embark on the second story arc, what has the fan response been like? Uh, I think it's been pretty positive. It's uh, you know, I'm I, I haven't been I haven't had to mute anybody. I guess. <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> I haven't had to I haven't had to block anyone or anything. That is a victory. <laughs> yeah. So uh, no, I think the the fan response has been has been really great. Uh, I, I appreciate that people like what we're doing because. I do feel like we took a, a very different approach mm-hmm. to the character um, and not just to the character, but just to, to how we were telling this story um, from what you might've seen in, in previous uh, incarnations. So uh, there's all, that's always a, there's always a risk there that people will uh, rail against it or, or dislike it. But I, sure. I feel like, I feel like the response to this has been, um, has been really positive uh like i said it was we took we definitely leaned more into the horror aspect of the character Mm -hmm. and our approach as you saw in the first four issues every issue was almost a standalone story uh just with some some threads going through and even issue five uh you can read it as a a standalone story with Mm -hmm. some threads going through to to what's coming yeah, and, and different kinds of horror too, like some cosmic horror, some zombie stuff. Uh, it, it really feels like the book kind of embraces all the different genres, the subgenres sad, as it goes sad along. Sad zombies, too. sad zombies, that's sad zombies. It, that's, that's true. How it, that's, <laughs> that's how true. I had it in my uh, in my outline for months and months and months. It just read sad number five, sad zombies. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, like the the issue five, it opens in this like uh, cemetery, and it's got this moody horror vibe and then later in the issue we've got shadow man slicing and dicing and using crows and uh just feeling so much like a superhero and i i actually reviewed the book for apt comics and you know i love the fact that the superhero element is there but there's also this horror element uh is there is there any art to making sure you get a little bit of both in every issue well it's it's definitely a balancing act and i felt like Mm -hmm. that was uh what you just described was one of the, the, the most important things for me um, with this book, mm-hmm. you know, yes, it's a, it's, I wanted it to be a horror book, uh, 
but I mean, Shadow Man's always been a superhero. So we had to, to I had to have both of those elements uh, playing against each other. And, you know, a lot of times with uh, supernatural horror themed characters in a superhero universe, the supernatural gets played for laughs. And, uh, yeah. and I really didn't want that in this, you know, that hasn't been the way Shadow Man's been portrayed before anyway, sure. but I definitely didn't, you know, I, I dislike that approach uh playing uh horror elements and super you know the supernatural stuff as a joke or mm-hmm. something ridiculous so it was important for me that that the, that aspect of the book was was really played you know serious and 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 we were playing it for scares i mean there's there's moments of levity m- most of which come from like the baron Oh, right. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but it, it's definitely, you know, it's, it's a, it's a balancing act. Every, every issue, you know, I want to make sure if I, I could go through, I, I don't do this, but I could go through my outlines and highlight, you know, the pages that are really, you know, horror focused in one color and the pages that are superhero in another color. And if there was too much one way or the other, I'm probably doing something wrong, but if it was <laughs> even, then it would, it's uh it's what it should be that's interesting well and you and you lose the stakes too when you when you make fun of it too much too you know right. like you, you don't want to you don't want to undersell the importance of the story you're telling um one of the things that i i really dug about issue five since it's you know it's been a minute uh issue five really catches readers up on the story like right up top like how do you in the same way that you're balancing uh you know superheroes and horror how do you balance exposition and action in a way that like feeds off each other? Cause you, you've got, you've sort of got Jack telling people his deal while he's slicing and dicing. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, I really wanted this to be a book where any issue, you know, the, the old saying is every comic is somebody's first comic. Sure. And I really wanted to embrace that with this series. Uh, but at the same time, I didn't want it to be too exposition heavy. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, girl, I remember growing up reading comics, you know, and I know that every time Cyclops fires his <laughs> his eye beams in an X-Men yeah. comic, I was going to get a couple of couple of balloons of him saying, let me raise my ruby red quartz visor. <laughs> Only it oh. can hold my optic blasts at bay. That's and when you know you're getting time. paid per word. Right. Well, <laughs> but you know what that, you know, and to some degree, that was all because of the way those comics were written and that they were sure. done in that, that old fashioned Marvel style. But they mm-hmm. were also trying to uh, make sure everyone knew what was going on. Yeah. Right. Every right. time they picked up a comic with Shadow Man, I wanted to do that. But I'm a big believer that I don't have to tell you everything to get sure. to catch you up. I feel like it's more immersive just to assume, you know, for even if someone's never read Shadow Man you can put enough description in the comic that it's kind of like, you know, come on, you're coming along with us on this one. You're, you're yeah. already in it. And that to me is always just a, a more immersive way of, of getting the readers to come along. It's, it's almost like they're already in on the joke when you don't have to over, you know, you explain just enough. Yeah. And, uh, and that was a, that was important to me for the book. That's yeah. Funny. I mean, you, 
you've got these moments like i mean when when jack sees the baron for the first time in this issue he's just sort of like this fucking guy you know it's 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 less of a here's what his deal is here's a and i i like that you 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 get the relationship there like really quickly and also i want that to be my uh the id caption whenever the baron shows up (laughs) this fucking guy again He's, he's back that's funny. Uh, Nathan it. and I were just talking about X lives of, or sorry, 10 lives of Wolverine. Mm-hmm. And that issue doesn't explain anything. Like we don't know why he's, I don't know. I'm not going to spoil it, but he does. We don't know what's going on. And that was really exciting for us when we were talking about it earlier in the show. Uh, so yeah, I, there, I love that idea. There's something to be said for not telling, telling the reader everything, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, you know, like I say, you can go too far one way, you can go too far, you know, either way. But uh, it's just, I just wanted to tell him enough that if you pick it up, mm-hmm. you get it. Shadow Man fights supernatural threats. <laughs> there we go. We know that. Yeah. And, and we can kind of carry on from there. And there's, and there's a joy in discovery still. Yeah. yeah. Um. So uh, Pedro Andreo joined the series with uh, number five. Was there a specific panel that when you when you got it back that just like blew your socks off? Well, you know, Pedro had a really tough act to follow because John Davis Hunt was amazing on those first four issues. Sure. Um, And when I wrote the script to issue five, you know, some people have asked, you know, did I script differently for Pedro than I did John? And the answer is no, because when I wrote issue five, I didn't know who was going to be drawing it. That was, you know, done a, a little ways, a little ways ago. Um, but yeah, the, the, the page, the, the panel that really just, I was like, oh, okay, now I see what, now I see what this guy's going to do. And it's the page, it was, it's the page that was used in a lot of the, uh, a lot of the, the promo stuff when it was before the book came out, but it's Mm -hmm. that one where Shadow Man's jumping, you know, he's just coming on the scene and the shadows are are flowing like oil through the, you know, through the panel and those crows are erupting. And I was like, okay, I get what 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 Pedro's doing now. So and wild, yeah. He's a uh, it's 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 weird to me because it's shockingly different from what John did, mm, but it's still to me it fits perfectly with uh, with the arc, and uh, you know I, I I think he is a a worthy a very worthy successor to the first uh, to the first four issues. That action Definitely. sequence is so good. Oh yeah, I, I think about it sometimes. So. <laughs> he he does. He's really great with like the the acting of the characters too. Like the, yeah. there's some really like heart wrenching moments in this issue, and and uh, you feel for you feel for these zombies. Like you're not kidding. These are some sad zombies. <laughs> Terribly sad zombies. Emo zombies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Shadow Man, you're clearly setting a lot up in this fifth issue. How far out have you plotted? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> so the dead side war is written. It's it's done. We know how okay. you know we, it's 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 a it's a wrap. Um and uh and I I had had that story in mind for for a while. Uh it there was a lot of talk about how we were going to present this story. There were a lot of sure moving pieces in terms of uh, looking at the publishing slate and what was the best way to get the story out there. Um, but it pretty much, it's, a uh, it's, it's what I had planned. And, uh, 
it, it's it's done now the question is what comes after the dead side war oh. and uh, and there's there are issues uh plotted and written for what comes after uh the dead side war mm-hmm. let me just say a word you don't have to answer but if i just say crossover is that something that's potentially uh, in the future? Because I know Dennis Dennis Hopeless was on the show, gosh, a while back now. And he was saying, me and Colin are working on something, and I can't say. And He, literally, he really did say that. I'm not lying. <laughs> I know he did. I know, because we all said it. Yeah, Dennis and I, Dennis and I talked about that. And uh, I would not use the term crossover. I would use the term, and I was told I can, I can tease things. I would use the term team. And, uh, oh, and there's, uh, wow. so I like that. There's, there's some interesting stuff ahead. Yeah, because I, I, I was, you know, I, I'm what I'm really curious about is how de- the Dead Side War. I mean, because so far Jack's been a, a little more insular in his in the in the stories here, and the, I, I can't wait to see how this affects the wider Valiant universe. You know, like that just seems like it seems like you guys are really heading in that direction. Well, there's, you know, it's a, uh, it's a. Uh, at the end of the Dead Side War, it will be obvious that there are supernatural threats that even Shadow Man cannot face alone. All right. And uh, and what happens, uh, you know, what happens when that when that's the case? What comes next? And uh, and yeah, and and there are some new characters who are going mm-hmm. to be appearing, and there are some, you know, some I think some unexpected characters will be appearing post Dead Side War. Okay. So, I, I'm so excited to see Punk Mambo come back. I I loved her solo miniseries, and I, I how how exciting was it to to bring her back into the fold? Oh, it was great. Look, I I love Punk Mambo. I have uh, lobbied and lobbied to do more Punk Mambo stories, sure. um, even more than Shadow Man. Punk Mambo to me is sort of the epitome of the supernatural investigator, which yeah. is the kind of character I've wanted to write uh, forever, you know? So uh, I, I really, I was excited to bring her back. And I can tell you this, when when you see what Pedro has done with the introduction of Punk Mambo, it's, it's, a, it's not like a big bombastic scene, mm-hmm. but he captures Punk so perfectly in those first few pages uh oh, that's awesome it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a lot of fun that's number six right uh, yeah she comes in in issue six can't wait <laughs> and, she, and she's not the only she's not the only oh only uh supernatural supernatural uh character uh, who's been around for a while showing up in issue six Oh, that's exciting. God, oh my God. So awesome, many scoops. <laughs> we, uh, the AIPT uh, patron has a book club and we just read Punk Mambo a month or two ago. It was a delight. It really holds up. Yeah, I I, uh, I really enjoyed working on that that book. I, I love the character. Uh, I think, look, it's still Shadow Man's book, but Punk, Punk gets plenty <laughs> of opportunities to, to shine. Great. And... Uh, and she's, you know, she's not going to come out of the Dead Side War without a few changes of her own. Okay. We were we were pretty wild about the uh, the horror movie variants that are coming out, and the, oh, yeah. the Jonathan Marks like Drew Struzan thing variant for this issue just rules. Uh, yeah, it's great. It's uh, uh, is the thing a, a, a movie that's close to your heart? 
Oh yeah, it is my it is well. It is tied for my favorite horror movie. The Thing and Alien are my are tied. Great choice. Uh, and have been for a long, long time as my yeah. uh, as my favorite favorite horror movie. Is that a Snake Plissken figure behind you? Actually, do I do I see a? Is that <laughs> there? Is, there is a yes. There is a Snake Plissken. Awesome. I, couple, I just, I just noticed him while you were talking. <laughs> I have a couple of Kurt Russells back there. I have Hell, a, yeah. a Snake Plissken and I have a, a um a Jack Burton. Uh, oh. My favorite a, movie of all I time. I need a I need a McCready, uh, yeah. and then I'll have like the, the full set. and then a Captain Ron, and then I'll have. Oh, <laughs> I love Captain Ron, man! That movie's so good. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I that uh, I just I don't know when I see a Kurt Russell, a wild Kurt Russell in the background, I have to I have to ask about. It. <laughs> and there appeared a wild Kurt Russell. That's right. They're there. <laughs> See how many, um, you know, just two just two kurt russells behind me right now so was that was the was the were those i wanted to know about the process of getting those those covers were those things that kind of came uh outside of the book or was that something that you pitched like i'd love to see a, a thing variant no that was that was pitched by uh valiant uh editorial and marketing they uh, that mm-hmm. was their their idea to do these mm-hmm. uh these horror movie variants um and <sighs> We might have discussed it at some point, but I think, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I think they just took it and said, let's make these awesome, you know, let's take all these awesome horror movies. And it might have even been a, a, a situation where the artists that they approached mm-hmm. said, let's do, you know, I'd like to do one based on, you know. It fits, though. It's so good. Me, yeah. I got, like, it was my my favorite cover art this week. Like, I was so excited to see that book. It was really cool. Yeah. So now I just um, want to see Shadow Man in an Antarctica story. Right. <laughs> never say never say never. Are there right. any Loa up there? I don't know. <laughs> those Loa, they're everywhere. That's the thing with Loa. They're all over the place. But there's like no life, right? Or I guess there's like wait, where's are the penguins in Antarctica or is that the North Pole? Wait, I always get that mixed up. You know up. what? That question is so far beneath me. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna let I'm gonna let someone else answer that for me. Um so I I also have to ask about something else coming up that is very near and dear to my heart. Uh oh. Godzilla versus Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. <laughs> yes. First, first question: How the hell has this not happened yet? <laughs> like, I I have no clue how it hasn't happened. Yeah. It uh, it, uh, it when I when I got the email about it, I was like, well, that's that's surprising that no one's done it. Right. Oh. No, I, we were when we when the uh, solicit came out, we were furiously like e- like googling like yeah. this has to have happened before. Uh, so how did, how did you, how did you, how did this, yeah, how did this project come about? Was it just someone like, Hey, hang on, we, we own these. Like, why hasn't this happened? (laughs) Well, you know, I've been, um, I did a Godzilla book years ago. Mm -hmm. And since that time I have, I have pitched, Hey, I want to do another Godzilla book, uh, when the time comes. And I just, uh, the, the truth about being a freelance comic writer is you have to be a little annoying or people forget that you exist. Sure. Uh, editors very quickly forget that you exist. Um, and uh, so I just kind of every now and again, I'd throw a, you know, throw an email out there saying, hey, sure do you like that Godzilla? <laughs> that guy's <laughs> neat. Uh, do, you, do you have a favorite Godzilla movie? 
uh, I have different favorites for different reasons. Like uh, I love yeah. the original, <laughs> I love the original Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla because mm-hmm. it was one of the first ones that just blew me away when I was a kid. Sure. Uh, and you know, it has King Caesar in it and he's awesome. And, uh, but, uh, but I love the, the newer Godzilla movies, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Godzilla versus Mothra, uh, from the nineties. Yeah. Probably my favorite because I love Batra so much. Mm-hmm. Batra is such a great monster. Um, and, and, and really all the, you know, the Godzilla movies were introducing mainly, they were coming back to the creatures we all know and love. Mm-hmm. I mean, Violante was new and, uh, but Batra to me was such a perfect design of a creature. And, uh, and I just, I mean, I, I just love that. I can talk about Batra all day long. <laughs> well, that, that era was just taking huge swings. Like the, the giant monster all out attack, which was oh. like a spiritual weird, <laughs> you know, nuclear war story. Well, that, that was uh, a weird one too, because got, the Godzilla design in that was so horrific i mean yeah. someone, he had these white eyes and he yes. was really i mean it was a it was they were a, like they, we we don't want any wiggle room this is the villain of the right. movie <laughs> right so yeah i just you know i i've always been uh i just i love godzilla i love giant monsters in general um and uh and i was just every now and again i'd send a little nudging email and then really it was out of the blue they emailed me and said hey you know I, i've worked with idwa and boom and and they said hey would you be interested in doing a crossover with Godzilla and the Power Rangers? And I was like, sure. Well, of course I would. <laughs> Who um, wouldn't? Yeah. Uh, do you, so do you have any kind of connection with the Power Rangers or is it something that kind of, kind of, I was, you? so I was too old to really be into Power Rangers mm-hmm. when uh, it launched in America. However, I was sitting in front of my television watching it on the day it, the day it premiered. I watched it because Me too. Yeah. I was such a huge fan of Ultraman and all that, you know, those right. kind of you know, superhero shows. And that's why I loved Godzilla versus Megalon, because Jet Jaguar is just. Oh, yeah. Jet Ultraman. Jaguar. Awesome. <laughs> right. Um, and, you know, and hey, there's a whole series called Zone Fighter that we haven't even been able to watch. Right. It's not translated yet or whatever. But uh, anyway, um. So I, I, I admit I did not, I do not have as much of a connection to the Power mm-hmm. Rangers as Godzilla. Uh, but I, like I said, I was watching it the day it premiered and, you know, I have, I have watched it, you know, over the years, I tried to get my son to watch it when he was younger mm-hmm. um, and he didn't connect with the Power Rangers. He connected with another show called Big Bad Beetleborgs. Sure. Around the same time as Power Rangers. He yeah. really got into that show. I remember that one. Um, yeah. But uh, so I like that genre. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully I'm hopefully. I'm doing something that's respectful to both, you know, to both uh, camps. I'm really looking forward to it. It makes no sense, uh, but I want to see Godzilla in like a Power Rangers outfit. But that wouldn't make sense to the plot at all. <laughs> oh if you could see some of my original pitches for this series (laughs) well um one day one day down the road once the book's done i will tell you my original pitches for this series oh Oh, nice yeah that's exciting you know things change when you're you're dealing with licensed (laughs) licensed properties you know you don't get away with everything you you want to get away with right (laughs) right right. right. hasbro says no or whatever (laughs) yeah 
So, uh, Colin, uh, th in our last segment, we want to play Super Fight. Are you game to play this little game with us? Well, I don't know what it is, but let's do it. So, yeah, this is a <laughs> uh, this is a game where we pit characters against each other, but I pick a card from this deck, and we have to determine who would win at the random fight they're about to uh, commence. And it, it's not necessarily fist fighting. This is like lumberjacking. Lap fighting. Yeah, there you go. Kick fighting. <laughs> All right. We had, we had Thanos as a kindergarten teacher one time. <laughs> yes, who would be a better kindergarten teacher? And so, somehow both characters were evil. <laughs> right. Uh, so I will pull a random card, and we have to determine who would win in a fight, Shadow Man versus Godzilla versus Power Rangers. <laughs> well, you have to determine, but we can judge. Uh, I just we can judge. I just pulled this card, and it says rap battle. Who would win in a rap battle between Godzilla, Shadow Man, and the Power Rangers? Oh my God, Power a Rangers! Rap? A rap battle? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I thought you said rat battle, and I was like, a rat battle. That that does sound like something Shadow Man would be involved in. <laughs> well, or Godzilla. Godzilla's fought a rat True. in the Marvel series. He got shrunk down, and he fought a rat. That's right. Um, um, oh, Greg, Greg just made a great point in the chat. Godzilla literally spits fire. <laughs> yeah, but, but I have to That's believe Godzilla, Godzilla does not have a musical bone in his body. Let's That's be fair. honest. Well, I mean, he does have a like good, a cadence, his, though. His dance moves. Oh. Yeah, in the in the Showa era, he probably did dance a little bit. Yeah, so. a little bit. Um, I mean, Jack, you know, there, have been, there have been songs that have sampled Godzilla's March, right? Jack is the only musician one in this group, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. Wait, who is the other one? The Power Rangers? They don't. Yeah. They're they get eliminated first round, right? <laughs> Before Godzilla. But the it, yeah. don't they have an advantage since there's like five of them? No, they're like a dance troupe, man. You know what That's I feel true. like? That's the true. thing about the the thing about the Power Rangers when i'm writing them even mm -hmm. in the show they have so, they are so animated when they talk and it's like sure you know they say we have to get across the room and they're doing you know these poses in the air yeah. and then strike them i feel like they would knock each other out in a rap battle It'd be too fast, <laughs> right. furious. they would be down um <laughs> <laughs> can shadow I, I man like rap you're really i'm really thinking about this one well Godzilla shadow man has the jazz too he can play instruments maybe he can integrate that that's true but jazz has jazz makes no sense no it's, the it's not giant monster of music it doesn't do anything um i think it's got to go to shadow man though godzilla can't yeah. speak except in that one movie and that and that was god right that was monster speak that's right which, no one wants to hear a rap battle where he's like, wah, 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 and then it translates to big dumb Godzilla talk. Right. So it's like the sounds from like a bad radio show. Yeah, <laughs> love it. I think it's got to be Shadow Man. I think you're right. I, also, I think he knows no fear. He's he knows no fear on the microphone. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> this is also it. true. This is also true. Absolutely, um, man. I, I think we answered that definitively. So I, I, I yeah, gotta ask. Put it in the record uh, books. Put it in Wikipedia. There, I feel we did. <laughs> what is there? Uh, is there anything else uh, that you've got coming up that you're excited about? Anything you want to talk about or plug? Oh, you know, I've got a. 
I've got a lot of books I'm working on, uh, a lot of creator-owned books that uh, that are in the works that haven't been uh, haven't been announced yet. Um, okay. I've got you know some new books with Dark Dark Horse coming up. I've got okay. uh, you know uh, I've got a new thing with Vault coming up, uh, but they I think they might be a little way from being announced still. Uh, I've got Basilisk with Boom. That if you haven't been reading Basilisk, the trade paperback just came out. You should check awesome. it out. Um, Parasomnia from Dark Horse. If you haven't read that, the trade's coming out in the next, like I think in the next week or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's you know there's lots of trades there. And then yeah, we've got uh, this this Shadow Man, the Deadside Ward story is going to be uh, a lot of fun. I think uh, there's you know there's some issues of this series that. Uh, I did some things in issue, like issue uh, seven of Shadow Man is written completely different than not only Shadow Man, it's written different from any comic I've written before. Oh, wow. So I think it's going to be an interesting, an interesting uh, look at the, look at the character in a different way of uh, approaching that storytelling. Awesome. Um, and then, yeah, what comes after Shadow Man number eight? I don't know yeah. when that's getting announced, mm. but uh, it's, it's a big one. So uh there's some there's some exciting things ahead. We'll have to have you back to to talk about what's coming up. What's next? For sure. Oh, also, I want to throw out. Uh, I really love Phantom on the Scan. I've been really really. Oh, thank you. That. Yeah, that from Aftershock. That's a, that's a book people should definitely check out. I've really enjoyed yeah. Basilisk too. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Phantom on the Scan's out in trade. Just came out in trade recently. Yeah. Too, so awesome. Uh, there's all sorts of trade paperbacks for you to pick up. <laughs> just just Google Cullen Bun, y'all. <laughs> Get on it. Well, you know what? You, and and really, if you follow me on Twitter, which it's mm-hmm. you know at Cullen Bun. Um, and you know, I have a link to everything else, all my website and my, you know, my e-newsletter. I put a newsletter out every, every week that, uh, you know, I try to, I try to offer, you know, some insights into what I'm working on and how I'm working and what's next. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you can get in there and you can follow all that stuff. There's, there's tons of ways to, to keep track. And I'm always accidentally spilling the beans on <laughs> um, so there's every lo- there's all likelihood that i will accidentally in quotation marks i'll accidentally spill some great secret of what's whoops new. i hit there. send <laughs> didn't mean to do that Can't return that <laughs> too late <laughs> well colin thank you so much for being on the amputee comics podcast shadow man number five is out now shadow man number six is out february 16th yeah thanks for having me guys i really appreciate it this was a blast man thank you 